You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. Well, the domestic cover story this week of Bloomberg Business Week, it is all about Jimmy Buffett and Margaritaville and Margaritaville Enterprises. It is now in New York City. It's at uh, the corner of 7th and 40th Street. And we are delighted to have with us right now Jimmy Buffett and his company's CEO. He is John Colan. John and Jimmy, so nice to have you here, although it looks like we'd be having a little bit more fun uh, being where you are right now. First of all, New York City, because you guys are around the country. You're also in the Bahamas. You're in Costa Rica. Why New York City and why now? Oh. Me? Well, it's an island. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be more it's been than here that. A while. That's true. That's true. And, well, Jimmy, uh, why New York, though, after all these years of doing this? Why New York now? Well, why New York now? I guess we all, we, uh, there's a little bit of history involved with the, that fact of as a performer, uh, it always was said to me that uh, you, had to, you had to take New York no matter how popular were elsewhere in the country. And, and that was something that was difficult to do, but I took it as a challenge. But once you're here and you connect up, it's one of the most delightful places to be. And uh, I've had a summer home out on Long Island for a long time and was always coming into the city and got involved in musicals. And so... Um, you know, and let's say I've frequented a few bars on this <laughs> island, and uh, I thought uh, when this all came together, you never really know how it all happens, but we've had enough magic uh, in turning this five-minute tune into a brand that we just kind of, we kind of follow the universe on where it takes us, and that's my take on it. I'm sure John's got another one. Well, yeah, well, John, speaking of, that, yeah. speaking of that magic, how do you get this across the finish line, especially in the midst of a pandemic? Yeah, well, it takes, a, as, Jimmy, as Jimmy always says, it takes a lot, of, a lot of people to help you. And we had great partners, including the city of New York. But, you know, I would say, while New York obviously has an enormous number of visitors, there's really no resort in New York. So this gives people an opportunity to visit and go on vacation. In Times Square. Well, and well, we think that's pretty cool. Well, talk to us about if we go and visit, because there's a lot of moving parts. There's bars, there's the resort, there's the hotel, of course. So give us an idea of kind of if somebody visits, what are we going to see? Well, you're gonna, first, first of all, you're going to have fun. You're going to walk in from one of the more frenetic towns in the world to, as Jimmy said earlier today, an oasis. And you're going to take a deep breath and you have a drink, and you'll be able to see the Statue of Liberty without getting on a ferry, <laughs> and a fabulous show uh, designed by Jimmy to his music. Uh, then you'll come upstairs, and you'll have the choice of eight other bars, fantastic views. You'll feel a little bit like you're on a, on a cruise ship in your room, and then you get to go out to check out a bunch of other bars and a lot of wonderful food, retail opportunities, and I would say it's a real combination of entertainment and hospitality. Well, I, I do think that a lot of us could use a deep breath and a, a drink right now and a vacation as we do hopefully <laughs> soon get to the other side of this pandemic. Jimmy, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about what you did during the pandemic, how you got through it, and, and, and what you did from a creative perspective. 
Well, it was, you know, if you, if you look at it, the way I looked at it, uh, in, in world history, nobody's ever stopped fun completely. <laughs> and uh, that, that basically happened now, and I think that's, you know, it's entertainment and it's creativity that is that thin layer that keeps us from going back to being as tribal as, as, as some people are these days. And, it, and, and fun is part of, of life. And I was brought up that way and raised that way down on the on the Gulf Coast in the in the you know in the in the remnants of the French Empire in Louisiana and laissez bon ton roulet was something my grandmother and grandfather uh, taught to their children and I taught to mine. So fun has always been there. And the thing of it is, uh, the other little known secret is uh, the tri-state area has, has been an incredible uh, place for our our. You know, diehard, long-term fans, uh, and I've I've been playing here for 40 years. I mean, Jones Beach is like playing Florida to me. You know, as far as friends, so there are a lot of parrot heads in the tri-state area. So of course, tourism is one thing that New York hopefully will come back to. But you know, I got to tell you, you know, I wrote that song about five minutes, and I went and knocked on a door. It's on Duval Street in Key West to get a job, and I got one. And I played it there in a place called Crazy Ophelia is the first time in, I think, 1972. This is a lot different up here. <laughs> and I just, I just had that one. I just took that, that great, you know, it's almost you know, a light speed run from Duval Street, you know, to 7th and 40th Street and look at this place and go through what an incredible job they did. But I, always, I love the fact that when it was being built, uh, you know, I loved kind of hanging. I came in to see the building... Uh, process and talk to people that were building it and the excitement from construction workers in New York they were the nicest construction workers you'd ever want to see and uh, it, it kind of emulates to the fact that everybody from you know from our partners yeah. in it and the financial partners the people working here there's there's a real kind of sense of community and and fun that we're having that uh, is pretty special even on this island well, I got to say, the Bloomberg audience likes to have fun, too, but they're also a financial audience. And you guys have spent a few hundred million dollars to get this done, several years to get it done. And when it comes down to it, I mean, how long does it take to make it kind of a profitable venture? You guys know New York City is an incredible place to do anything, but it can also be a very difficult. And Times Square, I've seen a lot of restaurants, I've seen a lot of hotels open and close in the same year. I've seen a lot of Broadway shows <laughs> open and close in the same year. So what is it gonna take um, to make it successful financially? And are you seeing already you know, well, demand in terms of rooms and people wanting to be there? Well, I think the first thing is that while there are a lot of hotels in Times Square, there's not a hotel in Times Square where you can jump in a pool 12 months a year. <laughs> Good point. So uh, it, it separates us, I think, uh, in a fairly material way. Um, and, and this is a very profitable business because um, uh, while it's fun to drink, it's also profitable to drink. And so um, one thing we've never had trouble with is, is, is demand and profitability. So um, we've learned from Jimmy, from his career, right. you know, deliver value. So long as you're creating fun for people and you're doing it at a fair price, our experience is that you yeah. do very well. 
Well, are you guys seeing already demand in terms of people wanting to come stay at the hotel? Can you give us any indication? Yes. Of, or can you give us a, a little idea of what kind of demand you're seeing? Absolutely. The advanced bookings are very strong. Mm -hmm. Obviously, our timing, uh, which we didn't control, uh, the brilliance of American science did, uh, is fantastic. There's a lot of pent-up demand. You know, people haven't been able to have fun for a long time. And it's a bit of an allegory, really, for the comeback of not just New York, but America. Everybody could sure use a visit to Margaritaville. <laughs> yeah, I know that is certainly the case well, for me. Hey, Jimmy, um, you've been doing this for, for quite a while, and you've built an incredible brand. And I, and I do wonder, um, I, I wonder what you want your legacy to be. I wonder how you want people to think about you. Mm. Uh, well, I'm not gone yet. I know. Uh, last time I looked, I'm still here. Uh, I think, I, but but it's it's a great question because I've thought about it. It's legacy time. Listen, I've been very lucky, and I've had a few few uh, <laughs> few turns around that, that could have gone uh, uh, the other way. But I'm still here, and uh, and want to have fun. And the thing of it is, now it's the fact that uh, I, I'm looking at. Uh, it, it legacy in a way that I think that there's an absence of, of young performers out there uh, in, in our world, live performers. And what we're trying to do is create like a, a camp or a, a something that we can teach people how to get on a stage and how to really perform. You know, in, this, in the, the age of streaming and the age of DJs and all, uh, still live performance is something that unfortunately is... is it's not where it used to be right. in terms of the number of bands that are out there that can really go perform as opposed to solo artists or people that are, you know, uh, that they can use the technology to, re to replace uh, live music. And I always think that one of our great assets that we learned a long time ago was, you know, a bang for the buck at a show, but also to stay there and keep going. And uh, because it means something, you know, I kind of knew we had a brand a long time ago, but I didn't know what to do with it. So I found John and I said, look, you know, I can't pay you what you're making, you are, but we can be partners and you can come to work in shorts. So that started it, and here we are. Well, it's worked out incredibly well for, for both of you and for customers as well. Yes. Uh, John, I, I, I want to know how you're going to reach that next generation of parrot heads. How are you getting those younger uh, consumers into Margaritaville right now? You know, truthfully, it, it's really very simple because uh, they've, they've grown up on this music with their parents. Um, the most special time families have in their lives are vacations, and the soundtrack to those vacations has been Jimmy's music. And so the awareness is handed down. We're actually on college campuses with a college ambassador program. We're on over 400 campuses. Um, we're obviously affiliated with Landshark Beer, and and beer is a, a young person's game for the mm -hmm. most part. So um, it's, 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 it's really not something we have to work at very hard. Uh, it's quite organic. So one last question, guys. I have to say, in the lead up to this, Tim and I have been talking around the newsroom, like, we're going to interview Buffett. And they're like, Warren? And we're like, no, Jimmy Buffett, the other Buffett. You guys are actually friends, Jimmy. And I'm, <laughs> we're curious, yeah. did you guys, do you talk business with him? Do you talk investments with him? Do you drink margaritas with him? Like, I'm just curious <laughs> about that relationship. Um, yeah. I, uh, 
If, if you if you were a, a distant some maybe cousin of Warren Buffett, you'd call him too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've we've been friends for a long, long time. We were introduced by his uh, sister Doris to my mom when they went on a, uh, a, a, a genealogical kind of uh, trip. And that was the first time that she said, you know, you ought to meet Warren. You ought to buy Berkshire. And that was like in 1972. And I did both. Wow. <laughs> Have you bought Bitcoin? And, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I know, I, know he, I know what Warren thinks about it, but, uh, you know, it is, uh, yeah, a little dabble in there doesn't do anybody any harm, you know. I, I think in the, in the uh, entertainment side of it, it's pretty interesting. I'm looking at how, how you could, uh, tickets to me is an interesting thing of, of how you could control right. maybe scalping it in the long run. You know, I, I don't see anybody that's done anything about it yet that has actually worked. But this, this could be a possibility. That's what I'm kind of looking at, yeah. Well, I've got to say when it's 5 o'clock. I'm not going to buy a $70 million painting. Don't worry. Uh, but I'm looking at tickets. All right. No NFTs there, it sounds like. Hey, listen, we know when it's 5 o'clock somewhere where both of you want to be, at least when you're in New York. Um, John, Jimmy, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you all for having us. Thank you.